is another episode of the Backstage Sports Podcast. I'm Joe Connor. I am JT Harker. And today we have a very special guest that JT Harker yes, is going we to do. introduce to us. We have my boy, uh, Texas native, played yeah. oh, high yes. school football in the mecca of all high school football, Texas Tech, oh, yes. Texas Tech alumni, um, also a walk-on at Texas Tech, but we have a, a story that I want everyone to know that you, that you told me years ago about, about your experience with the Texas Tech football program. Personal oh, yeah. trainer to the stars, my former roommate as well. Oh, wow. and, all uh, true, one, all true. One of the best dudes I know and one of the most intelligent dudes I know, Mr. Ryan Farhoudi. What's up, brother? What's up? Woo! Hi, guys. Thank you all for having me. This is a real treat. I love a podcast. Yeah. And sports. Yeah, absolutely. So, dude, I, so, I want. What's up? I wanted to ask you guys really oh, you're, quickly. You're just asking so the I have questions now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just am curious to know um, if if y'all's format is always the same, or is this like a free? Is this like a bar fight? You know, bottles are breaking, chairs are breaking. It's different every time. Or is Man, there like a? We we have a, a format, but it's basically we just get on and start talking. I mean, we, yeah. we've okay. It's Love a sports. It. I mean, get this. It's a sports-based podcast called Backstage Sports because, uh, first of all, if you don't know, Ryan, Joe uh, has been drumming with me for uh, five, six, Forever. seven years now. Yeah. Oh, and, love, um, it. love it. He's my main dude with the band. Actually, at this point now, we're the only original guys in this band, right? Yeah. Um, like and, but we always you guys you know, stick. We, <laughs> we talk about sports all the time backstage. That's how we got our name. And we actually even love argue it. about it on stage which yeah. is not, not professional at all. And, um, and we had the ongoing debate. I'm an MJ guy. He's a LeBron guy. Congratulations yeah. to him and LeBron. That's right. Um, but, uh, and he's a Philly guy, just so you know. Yeah. But uh, we, we, we just kind of get on. We center it around sports. We have a lot of artists on, like, like yeah. actual producers and writers and artists on. And that's kind of the premise is that artists are talking about sports. But then we just have interesting people like yourself wearing dope-ass shades while they drive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it, uh, and it's a bar fight slash shit show slash uh, a backstage hang. I love it. This. This, is all, this, is all, this is all my wheelhouse. Any, I'm telling you, this is my wheelhouse. This I feel is perfect for you. Uh, yeah, well, l l listen, l I want to start with this, Ryan. So, obviously, I consider you kind of a renaissance man. You're a man of many interests and talents um but i want to start from the beginning and uh i know you, you know you have a huge love of sports but let's start with football in texas because me and joe don't have that experience of even growing up around yeah. the, the texas football experience and i know it, it's a it's a, a show in and of itself and an experience in and of itself but what was it like growing up around texas football and playing high school football in texas you know it's interesting because i grew up um, my father's from the Middle East. My mom's a uh, Texas girl. She met my father in Texas. So growing up, I had a different, um, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And then as you start to grow up, the world starts to materialize around you. So I grew up with different interests other than just sports. I grew up playing soccer first because my dad liked soccer, but my mother was an artist. My mom owns a beauty salon. My father was, was sort of kind of a, um, had a mathematical mind. So I wasn't fully um, into one thing, whereas like if you grew up and both your parents were Texans, maybe you're watching um, Dallas Cowboys from the outset and that's the path that you're on. So I got really heavily into skateboarding as a kid 
and uh, that was my first passion. I was like, I'm skateboarding is the shit. I was listening to weird music. I was, that was my thing. <laughs> and then I are. noticed, I still listen to weird music. <laughs> um, and I, I was, I had much more of an artistic mind, but I started realizing I wasn't getting any vaginas. And I was like, this <laughs> is not working for me. Because eventually you get to a point where you're like, what it becomes that's about is like, I'm that's the scientific name for pussy. Yeah, it is. Vagina. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. political correct name. That's, yeah, exactly. You can't say pussy in 2020. You can't say no. anything anymore. Oh, it's a bad, vagina. My bad. You can't so, say pussy. So, unless you're the president, then you can say pussy. Yes. You can grab pussy. You can talk about pussy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so I, I, what, transitioning from my eighth grade to my ninth grade year, I remember thinking, oh, man, all of my friends that play, you know, Is this when you like be, transitioned to, when you became a woman? When you say transition, you became <laughs> yeah. or when you became also yeah. politically correct. Yes. I'm not, right. Yeah, I'm not a woman. I'm I'm a they. So call me a they. Okay. No, I uh, I just transitioned from uh from my interest in skateboarding into um, more sports specific things like basketball and football. And my father hired me a trainer, eighth grade going into ninth grade. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna give this football thing a chance. And I didn't I didn't really know anything, but I worked out with this trainer, eighth grade going into ninth grade, and I got into really good shape. And I was probably in better shape than all the kids on the football team. So I went and tried out for the football team. It was like a fucking clear silk commercial. I walked in and you know, those commercials where like you'd walk in and the kids skin cleared up and all the girls are like, Daryl, like they can hardly recognize him. Yeah. It was like, I walked into the fucking field house and all the kids were like, they looked at me like, what are you doing here? They were like, Ryan. I was like, what bitches? I'm here to play. Yeah. So I, I, I went out there and I was like fourth on the depth chart. Uh, you know, I really didn't know what I was doing. I knew what position? that I was in good shape. What position were you? When I went out for the team my freshman year, I was essentially just a body. Hold on, I'm switching over to my, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Hold up. You were just a person that was there. Yeah. In case, in case uh, three guys got hurt at the, any one position. The true definition of a jag, just a guy. If our if our third string kicker I? gets hurt, we've got we've got the guy. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So basically, I I went out and I was just a body. I I was in good shape. I was probably built more like at the time. I was about six feet tall my freshman year. I was about a hundred and seventy pounds. Right. I was fourteen years old. I wasn't big. Um. So I could have kind of gone anywhere, but I wasn't particularly fast. I was just in good shape. That's all I had going for me. I was in very good shape and i'll tell you why that's important because i was fourth on the depth chart everywhere no one had any specific reason to want me anywhere mm -hmm. but they just the coaches started to notice that at the end of every practice i still had energy so their stars were exhausted so as the season sort of went on kids started to get hurt kids started to so the coaches just started using me everywhere so i went from being like fourth on the depth chart everywhere to like never leaving the field it was oh, like wow or, it was like, Farhoudi, go in at nose tackle. Farhoudi, play linebacker. Can you play tight end in this place? So I started getting this sort of encyclopedic knowledge of all the different positions because it, by the end of the third quarter, if you're, the, if you're in the best shape on the, pit, uh, on the field, it doesn't matter where you are because you can fuck everyone up because they're, yeah. you know, they're running on three wheels. You know yeah. what I mean? And so then while I was doing that, I started to learn how to play the sport. I started to get pretty good at the sport. As this the sounds a lot like my strategy to picking up chicks. You just wait for everybody else to fall <laughs> you off. Just, you just <laughs> outrun the bear. You don't, gotta, yeah. you don't have to be faster. <laughs> you just outrun the, you just outrun the guy next to you. It. You don't need to outrun the bear. Yeah. So, so that, that, was, that was essentially it. And then slowly, 
the, so so ultimately I ended up uh, on the defensive line my freshman year as a primary position. I was very small, but I was quick. So if there was any gap, I was in. And then my sophomore year, when everybody starts to get a little bit better at the sport, I couldn't play defensive line because I didn't have the size. So they moved me to linebacker. And that's sort of where I excelled as the years went on. But then in terms of understanding what high school football meant, you know, you're a fish doesn't know what's in the ocean. So you don't really know the, what you're, you, you know that you're walking around like a peacock because everyone talks about Texas high school football. When you're, when you're looking at colleges to go play, you understand the recruits all over the country are coming out of Florida, Texas, California. Yeah. And then it was my junior year that my coach, my linebacker coach come, came up to me and was like, right, you got a little competition. We got a kid coming into town. Uh, he's moving here from Minnesota. He's all state. He's, you know, he plays your position and the coach is going on and on and on about this kid. I was like, Jesus Christ, they got this fucking Minnesota stallion coming in. Yeah. So I got to step my game up. And when I tell you that this dude was a little bitch, I was like, bro, if you're fucking <laughs> all state in Minnesota. And so I remember when I was like, in my mind, I was like getting ready for this competition. And one day I practice, I was like, bitch hold the water for me because yeah. it just and then I and that's when I understood that from state to state it was a different ball game you know yeah. and and, right. and and it doesn't mean that in other states there aren't great programs um I mean ING Academy in Florida has the best of the best you know it's yeah. essentially like college for high school but in Texas you that is it's just in the water you know yeah um, so I loved it. It was good. It was a, it was an integral part of my upbringing. That's epic. So again, clearly love of the arts, love of reading, self education. We share in our love of of uh, you know beautiful women. Although oh, yeah. it, it, oh, it, oh, yes. oh, it's yes. been so long, I don't know. You know, maybe you're into dudes now or what? But you've been, <laughs> no. you've been a trainer. I like a mishmash. I like a mishmash. <laughs> you've been a, a trainer spot. as long as I've known you, which is now get this, bro. Twenty years since we I met. Know. I know. Twenty. I know. Almost to the almost to the day, twenty years. You look wow. old as hell. I know I do. Uh, <laughs> but, but tell me, just in general, now obviously you were into some alternative sports, different sports, but mm -hmm. um, had a great set of parents. I know that. What what mm -hmm. does sports mean to you as a kid, and what do you kind of still carry with it today, just in, in life and life lessons? It's actually really funny. I was just talking here, my cat meowing. I'm a I'm a badass athlete. Hear my cat meowing. <laughs> um, um, I uh, I was just talking about this the other day. Forgive me while I give my cat a little bit of the kibble. Yeah. <laughs> get, get some of that. Um, I was talking get about this the other day. We were we were talking about. Um, I was talking about leaders in America, and we, I think we were having a political conversation. And I started thinking about what makes us who we are, you know, in terms of um, how we behave in our job, how we behave around our peers, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of motivation we have, do we finish jobs? And you start to realize that outside of having a good nuclear family, having a good family unit, sports really provides that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, you have, co I mean, if you're lucky enough to have good coaches, you, you learn how to become a man, you learn how to, um, deal with loss. You learn how to self-soothe if uh, you get hurt and you can't play the remainder of the season. It's almost like all these microcosms of the real world are, mm -hmm. are show up and they get met and uh, there's metaphors everywhere if you look around. And so I think to this day, it's so woven into the fabric of who I am. It doesn't mean you can't be a leader if you weren't a sportsman or a sportswoman, 
Um, but I think you really gather some great tools playing yeah. sports, you know? Yeah. yeah it, it's funny. I tell people all the time and they laugh at me, but my biggest, like when I'm like thinking about if I'm slacking off, if I'm not getting done what I need to get done, I wake up every day and I still have bad dreams about this, about my lack of preparation and my, my losses and failures in high school basketball. Really? Yes. I still like, <laughs> I, first of all, I have nightmares. I have nightmares that I show up to a game yeah. or they let me get like a fifth year, like a second senior year, like just some random, you know, dreams. They don't make any sense. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I forgot my shoes at home or I forgot my, and oh, I didn't right. have wow. a problem with that in school, but, but it's just, I think it was like a lack of being prepared. Yeah. Not putting in the work to be prepared when the day yeah. comes, you know, and, and I had a, you know, I had a good high school basketball career, but I know that it could have been so much better. Like by yeah. the time I was playing Ryan, I had discovered some things that I wish I would have discovered a couple years earlier as yeah. I yeah. got on the varsity team. But um, yeah, it's incredible how you can still like be driven by things that happened back yeah. in high school. You pull that, you pull that anxiety into like, you know, into today. You're like, exactly. you, you know, when, if I have anxiety dreams, like let's say I'm going to start with a new client, let's say the client's an actor. And it matters to me that I do a good job because it's, it always matters to me, but sometimes like, like you're more working, famous, more famous than me, even <laughs> no one's more, no one's more famous than you, but like True. anything that brings yeah. up, uh, uh, brings up you, you know, you'll end up having a dream about training. I'm like, shit, I can't think of any other exercise than a lunge. <laughs> like I got nothing <laughs> original to cut. You know what I mean? And so it is, I can really uh, relate to that feeling of, of kind of getting, um, stuck paralysis by analysis fear yeah. you know right, it's, it's, right. it's interesting right yeah. can you do uh, me a favor as well because i feel like i get slightly sometimes sometimes only by by, by some of joe's guests that he has on his friends that don't know me and they uh -huh. see this kind of skinny out of shape older white man sitting uh -huh. in front of them. Can, can you explain that maybe I, I actually used to be pretty damn good at, at, at sports oh bro dude jt was wet from three wet yeah. Well, yeah. he had a good Be handle. Well, he tell, he told me he always told me that he had a, he had a jumper before wet yeah. was a thing. I was wet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, JT had real range. He was real cocky on the real <laughs> cocky on the court. A lot of arrogance out there. Okay, so nothing's changed. Really? No, no good. Good. You weren't. You were just you know full of full of confidence. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like real good. I'm trying to think about what, if I could rewind and say what, you know, I think there's this kid named Spencer. One of my client's cousin plays at Harvard right now. He's, uh, uh -huh. he was, uh, and he's still at Harvard. He's playing point for Harvard right now. And the kid is so good. He's not very big. He's like six feet tall. You start to realize the thing that separates white boys like JT from being like just good high school players, or even good college players is to like, can they defend the best of the best in the NBA? Like I played, um, yeah. It, when, when I was in college, uh, there was a boy. Which in I could not. Huh. It was, I played with this kid named Stan Bonowitz, and Stan was Jason Williams. He, mm -hmm. he was J-Will before J-Will was J-Will. He was hitting people in the face with these crazy dimes. I mean, he, he was like Pistol Pete. And at Texas Tech, he was a star. And then we played Georgetown my freshman year in college against Iverson. And Iverson just broke him down the whole game. And yeah. so when Stan went into the auxiliary draft or whatever for the NBA – he could shoot the lights out. I guarantee you Stan could shoot 42% from three. Yeah. He could, he had every pass and book. He just couldn't D it up at that level. So yeah. you realize that it, it, in the pros, they do everything 
99 out of 100. I mean, the worst, I mean, I used to go watch these fucking B team guys at tech and in shoot arounds, they would miss, you know, but, but that's the difference between shoot arounds at Texas tech and then Rajon Rondo going, hitting three out of four threes in the, you know, game six of the NBA finals. So it just, it just changes. There's something you got to have everything right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, so JT was good. (laughs) (laughs) He could play. Thank you for that, Ryan. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so talk about where I think you still train out of the same. Are you still at the, is it Easton? Gym yeah, Easton. Of- yeah, Easton. I mean, everything in COVID right now is weird. Easton right. is, um, yeah, Joe, so you know, Easton is the oldest gym in Hollywood and oh, wow. uh, is built in 1938. And the guys that own the gym were friends of mine. And I'm sort of like a barber. I basically rent space. So yeah. Um, uh, but, but during COVID, like there's no gyms are open. So the owner right. basically lets me take my clients in, uh, they pay like a premium, premium, premium to be in the gym, almost mm-hmm. like you're, this is what you're paying just to be in the space. And then they have to pay my ass. And then I pay, I still pay the gym a rental fee, but, um, I, I upped it a little bit cause I know they're in there on struggle street, you know, right. yeah. but yeah, I've been there for, I, I've been out of Easton almost exclusively for about 17 years. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, Joe, you know, I used to be a personal trainer. Yeah. And when I was was getting into it, Ryan, I, I met up with Ryan a couple times, and he, you know, walked me through kind of what he does and stuff. That's how long it's been. Oh, um, wow. Just, I, I, yeah, you know, you are time. the complete opposite of a name dropper. But um, can can you throw out some uh, some of your, your homies that you, you've trained over the years, some pe- names we'd know? Oh, yeah. I've trained a lot of fools in this town. I trained um, – I trained James Franco for a long time. I trained uh, trained Ellen DeGeneres for a long time. Those are my those, these are people that have come and gone off the roster. Yeah. Right now, my buddy, I, I train a, a cat named Dev Patel, who's who's kind of a famous dude. Um, Army Hammer, kind of a famous dude. Dakota Johnson. Um, yeah, just a lot. Of, the thing about Hollywood is, you know, these actors uh, work begets work, right? So if I'm training um, Kate Mara for a job and she's working with uh, I don't know who a goddamn kid is, Timothy Chalamet. And she's like, hey, Timothy needs a trainer. It comes to me, right? So yeah. the job is just to keep doing a good job, be consistent, don't annoy people, you know? And then eventually they become your friends and you're with them for life. But, yeah, um, you know, like take Franco, for example. James and I trained for quite a while. Then he started dating a new girl. And, uh, and, and I really like Isabel. But Isabel has, loves to do classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So James being a, a, a good like pot, boyfriend. Like pottery, pottery class. <laughs> she, like she loves the pottery class. <laughs> yeah. She would just start, she would start dragging James into like Barry's boot camp or soul cycle or whatever. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very easy come easy go. When people need to train, come train. When you want to go be with your girl and do Bikram, go do it. I don't, I don't get precious yeah. or like territorial about things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been at it for a long time. I've been, I've been a trainer since I was in college. I think I've been training for 23 years. That's a long time. Yeah, that's that a long, long time, time in the game. Yeah, I got my ten thousand hours. Yeah, for sure. So, let's let's uh, transition into some some current sports. How, how much are you keeping up on sports right now, uh, Dode? I'm keeping up. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Football right now? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a little sprinkle in, in honor of uh of our my co-host. Well, yeah, we're definitely uh-huh. we're definitely not gonna bury the lead because something happened this weekend. His his greatest of all time, and, and I'm sure he's gonna just shut up about it for like twenty minutes. But, um, oh, because you're you're a LeBron guy. Oh yeah. LeBron guy, yeah. You're LeBron, and so you're hyped that LeBron won a championship, and he won one in Cleveland, and he won one in Miami. Is that it, what it, you're gonna it, say? It, it, well, he is the he is the 
what you're alluding to is the other historic fact that he is the first and the only to win an MVP, a finals MVP in a championship in three different locations. That is true. Okay. Yes. I, I, well, let, let's true. say it. Let, all right. We're going to – I got some strong feelings on LeBron. Yeah. So we're going to – let's just let's – esta- let's establish the fact here that LeBron has also lost places, right? He has. Yes. It doesn't hurt that that fool is playing with Anthony Davis. That is not hurting anybody. It did At not all. hurt that he played. Didn't hurt that he played with Kyrie. Didn't hurt that he played with uh, uh, Dwayne Wade. At all. So I like, and it also doesn't hurt that I remember watching LeBron play in the McDonald's All American game. Yeah. Um, when he was in high school, and yeah. I remember thinking, this motherfucker is a man. I was like, that is not an eighteen year old kid. Yeah. That is a that is a thirty six year old man knocking children around. Yeah. And so, the 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 reason I have a hard time saying that LeBron is better than I mean that's it's such a hard conversation to say Kobe MJ LeBron whatever I respect LeBron I think LeBron's a great player I don't think if you put LeBron in Kobe's body he is the same player that LeBron would be if you took Kobe's spirit and put it in LeBron's body I think that I think I think that they're all highly competitive I just think LeBron's game so much at the beginning of his career was like head down, shoulder down to the rack yeah. dunk. I mean, you couldn't stop it. And then over the years, he's, I mean, this is a tough conversation. I mean, we're talking one, two, and three greatest of all time. I mean, yeah. literally like you could shuffle these things around. However, I yeah. mean, that, that's interesting. Though, very because that, that's a big part of a lot of people's argument is the, is the up here. Yeah. You know so, I mean? so the, like if, if the only thing with that is LeBron is considered, even by big, huge Jordan stands, considered to be one of the highest basketball IQ players. I mean, I've, I've heard one of the biggest – who was it? Uh, uh, Skip, we all know Skip Bayless is the biggest oh, yeah. LeBron hater in oh, the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He and calls LeBron yeah. the smartest basketball player. So, so, so uh, yeah, for but, your, but for your I, analogy I, of putting him in another right, body, right. I think because, right. because he is one of the basket, smartest, highest IQ basketball players – in that right. Mount Rushmore, you could put him in, in Muncie Bold's right. body and he'd still be one of the great because of his mentality. And people don't people right. people also right. knock him because of his mentality because they don't right. like right. that right. he but, but, makes but, but, the right play and blah, thing, blah, 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 blah. That's you know? the thing, though, because they're separate. What you're talking about, IQ, I don't think is what people mentality and IQ are two different things is what I'm saying. Right. Menta- menta- no, they're not. And I think. Yeah, they are. IQ is your literal basketball intelligence, whereas mentality is part of a, a level his, of greatness that you can bring yourself. His to, mentality does, is dictated by his basketball IQ, which most, well, most people's are, which most people's are, right? So, well, so yeah, but, you do what you know would, to do. Yeah. I would say this. I'm a Houston Rockets fan, Uh-oh. and I know. So, so how do you explain fan. that situation? The, I mean, so the, the point I was going to make is, I, it's been very nice to be a Rockets fan because it's, it's very fun to, it's very fun to watch James Harden play. He's exciting. If, you know, James is one of those guys that if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you hate him. But talking about a basketball IQ, James is one of those dudes who it's like, he knows how to draw a foul. He, he, yeah. You might not like that. He's at the fucking stripe 20 times a game, but it's like, he knows, he he knows that if you have your hand over the ball, he's going to just rake his arm up through your arm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, that's why whenever the Spurs would play, Pop would be like, don't put your hands out. Stay in yeah. front of him. Literally, you would see guys defending James out at the three, and their arms are just up or out. They're never reaching for the ball. Ever. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's because Pop's a genius. But, like, James doesn't have what 
what Kobe, LeBron, Michael all had, which is he doesn't have that. It's not his personality. He's got an IQ. He doesn't have the mentality. So I agree yeah. with what you said. I think, I think the mentality sort of um, leads to the IQ. But yeah. with guys like James and Russell, Russell's a fucking moron. But James has a basketball IQ. He just doesn't have the mentality. He doesn't have that killer. Yeah, he's he does fire. Doesn't have it. And it breaks my heart. And he's got all the talent like, in the world. Talent-wise, yeah. he could be, you know, when people call when people say it, it might, it touches people's ears the wrong way because because of the mentality part, to your point. But when people say James Harden might be the best offensive player that we've ever seen in the NBA, like it's it's kind of accurate, right? It it it, it hits your ear wrong as a basketball fan because you're like right. that name and it doesn't sound right. Right. But right. basketball wise, I, I, yeah. if you're just talking pure basketball, you're like, yeah, he's offensively yeah. he's unstoppable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hit- yeah, him and him and Steph at their prime were just like I don't even know how you guard them. I mean, there's a lot of great players, but James is just I mean, he's such a he's a he's a superstar. He's yeah. never going to even be in the argument of the best top 20 of all time all no. around players because he doesn't have the like we should have the 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 year that we um took Golden State to 7 when Oh Chris yeah, that Paul was it. Hurt. That was the year. That, that was, was the year. year. That, that was, was the year. And 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 with Chris Paul also a great IQ. Um, and and I, yes. actually, people think Chris is a bitch, but that guy, is, he's a winner. Yeah, uh, He knows how to win. He's like John Stockton. He's dirty, but he knows how to get in your head and all that yeah. shit. I feel like that was the season. And I think if he doesn't pull up with that hamstring injury, they he was it. the secret sauce. Yeah, he yeah. was the secret sauce. But we, it ain't Russell. It ain't. And now I don't know what we do. We don't have a goddamn coach now. I know. You got James and Russell, and I, we got we got no money, we got no picks, we got. I mean, it's a mess. And I'm James, 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 James benefited from the basketball IQ that Chris Paul brought yes, to the that's table. Right. He that's needed, right. Right. he needed, and that's what I'm. That's what I was saying because I think if you put Chris Paul's IQ and James Harden's body, James Harden might be one. Of, he might be considered top five. You know what I mean? Right. And right. so I think James benefited from that, and he needed it. But it's 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 also part of the reason why you know it's a big thing. You know the IQ mentality part because it's also the reason why I don't believe in with all the talent that they have coming next year. I don't believe in the Brooklyn Nets because neither one of those guys have that mentality to me. And, and, and they're, they're saying that they don't need a coach. So now they're already checking out of the fact that they have a coach there and them listening to him, well, the, the chances is getting smaller and smaller by every word that Kyrie Irving speaks out of his mouth. Yeah. The, what, that, really, really, really quickly, who, um, where'd Billy Donovan go? Mm. Billy Donovan Do, went I don't know where to, to uh, I don't know where, I don't remember where he went. Uh, that's a good question. He went to, so, uh, so, so who's going to be coaching the Nets now? Who's who's Brooklyn's coach next year? Uh, Steve Nash. Oh, Steve. Oh, 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 that's right. Steve. Oh, got Billy the, Steve Donovan got went job. to the. Did he go to the Bulls? Wait. Yes. Yes, he went yeah. to the Bulls. Okay, so so Steve Nash, and so what? They're going to have they're going to have KD. They're going to have Kyrie. They're going to have. Um, who knows who, else, who, who they're going to keep? Spencer Dimwitty, Karis LeVert. Um, you know they nice they got a lot of talent. They got a right, nice right. team, but now, they're just. The thing. Their leaders are not here mentally. That's the thing. It's either going to go really, really well, or it's going to go really, really bad. (laughs) It's not going to be like, oh, they're going to have a nice season. They're going to finish, and everything's going to be great, and we're going to get ready for the next year. It's not going to be like that. Here's the rub. One of the people that the Rockets were talking about being our head coach is uh, Teron Liu. 
Now, let me yeah. tell you why. Lou, it's so funny that he's even, I hate that he's even in the conversation. The thing about Lou, the only thing that we remember about Teron Lou is that Alan Iverson stepped over. Alan Iverson. No one respected him. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't a great player. I think Steve Nash sort of commands respect from the Kyries and the KDs. Maybe he's an old head a little bit, but I think they're like, this was a superstar. He's He's a short white boy. And Let's listen to him. Same with Steve Nash. You know, Steve Nash was, regardless of whether or not you think Steve Nash was a superstar, he was a pure shooter and he was integral when he was at the Bulls and he was integral when he was at the Spurs. I mean, yeah. he just was a, he was, he was a value add. And I think these guys are going to look at, um, at Nash and they're going to go, someone is going to be a leader and go, let's listen to coach. Now, if it's somebody's got to like, do it though. I don't know that it's going to be Kyrie or KD because they're, they both, are the they they are both the guy who thinks he's the smartest guy in every room. Do you think that they will be smart enough to realize that they have to listen if they want to win? I mean, because eventually, if you no, you don't think so. Eventually, you got to go. I'm so competitive. If we're losing, I'm like, I don't care what we got to do. We got to do a seance. We got to you know learn yeah. a new language. <laughs> But, like, what do we got to do? So, at some point, See, if someone goes, we got to listen to Coach. This, this, I mean, it's I, interesting because I think D is so good that, and, and you know, we, we forget that when he's – assuming he's going to come back fully healthy, he's probably the second best player in the league and the nasty. best pure scorer in the league at yeah. basically seven feet tall, can handle – I mean, nasty. he's incredible. And I think he's almost – and I'm not saying these guys aren't smart. I just don't – I just hate it. And we talk about this all the time, Joe. When, when Be smart, but don't be smart that you think you're smarter than everybody that ever yes. enters the room. And that's right. annoying, and it also can lead to a messed up locker room because you, don't, you end up not caring what anybody says. You and Kyrie just isolate yourselves on your flat earth corner of the, of the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else says. But, but I, I have a but question this, about this. Yeah. I have a question about this. Do yeah. you guys remember when LeBron – was uh, playing in um, Miami. You remember his relationship with Coach? Yeah. Uh -huh. Did it seem Did it seem respectful? It he, did to me. He, he I, I thought he respected Coach Spell. I think there he. Were, there were. There I think he tried styles. to get him out at one point because <laughs> I did because <laughs> I think he tried to get him out because again I think LeBron feels about coaches the same way he feels about role players like don't bring the young ones in here and so he's there and he's like my my winning clock is ticking. And I only want to, that's why he shipped all the, all the NCAA all-stars out for Anthony Davis, because he wants guys who knows how to play. That's why playoff Rondo became a thing and became so clutch right. because without playoff Rondo, they probably don't win this championship because the, their biggest issue was when LeBron James comes off the floor, they look right. like chickens with their, their heads calls off running around on an NBA floor. Right. right. And right. so LeBron had the foresight to go, we need a, a veteran with a sound mind, a, a, a back on the theme of today, a high basketball IQ and somebody right. who can run the show when I'm not there. And I think that right. he, feel, he feels the same way about his coaches where Eric Spolcher was super green. Um, right. And, and he's but like, his proof, but his proven to be a good coach over the years. Yeah. Like, I think he, yeah, he's I think been, he's, he's a great yeah. coach. Yeah. But you know, and, you know. and I, I, and I, I do think he, as a matter of fact, there've been, now that I think about it and I haven't thought about this for all, he's disrespected a lot of coaches, but, it's LeBron not James. Disrespected. He's di he dis he's disrespected many coaches, including. Who did he David disrespect? David Blatt. He disrespected him. They respect disrespected David Blatt was Eric trash. He, he yeah, their rec needed to but go. He's, he, but he disrespected him. He's still his coach. How did he disrespect them? 
There was all he called him a punk ass bitch and punched him in the. No, that was Jordan. He used to punk him in the locker room all the time. He used to do what? Yeah. He used to punk him. There's all sorts of stories that he used to punk him in the locker room. Where do we see this play out? Oh, we, I've never Joe, seen anything Joe, like this. come on. I, I don't. I'm dead serious. Uh, one, one specific one was David Blatt brought up a story when they were struggling in some series, and he brought up a story because he coached overseas. That was where he had all his success. And MJ right. was – I mean, uh, LeBron was literally like, Dude, no one – we're not listening to this about you coaching overseas. We're in the NBA. You know, I mean, like, which is fine. Right. Like, I get it, and I'm not even saying it's bad to do. Maybe there's better ways to do it, but LeBron used to disrespect. The him. only the only story that I've that I've ever heard uh, it published is the story about how he drew up a play at the end of the game for Kyrie, and LeBron said, "No, we're not doing that." That's it. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where this other stuff is coming, and and that's something that all the greats would have done. Like fuck that. I'm thinking, you know, it's just David, Kobe, David. Kobe, Kobe routinely told Phil Jackson, "I'm not coming out the game." That's yeah, just sure. that's not disrespect. No. That's just the the, the them well, them being is, the leader. It is dis, it is disrespect, but it's because you're so great and that's just what you're doing. I mean, you don't think MJ disrespected Phil Jackson? I guarantee you he did plenty of times. I don't I just don't call that but, disrespect. It's just the it's just a it's a player's league. So I just think the players run the show at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So yeah, I but that, if that's the case, that's, Joe, but if that's the case, that's Joe, different from Kyrie that, coming out and saying we don't we won't listen to our coach publicly, like we don't I don't want a coach here. All right, but let me ask that's you That's disrespect to me. Like, that's different from, okay. from in-game. Okay, but the question is, I understand how the optics of that look different, but is it actually different just because he said it? Because in one breath, you said it's a player's league, and in the next breath, you said it's not cool for Kyrie to say it. But if it's a player's league, then all that fool did was just say it out loud, you know? Yeah, no, I'm talking when player's league as far as – you know, them having – everybody knows that they have to say – everybody know, they, knows that they have to say behind the scenes, right? Right. But it's different right. when you come out to the media or you come out publicly on a public forum and say, you know what, forget this about right. – you know, oh, right. Even, right. even the I thing – you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's, like, where you, where you should draw the line and be like, okay, right. like, maybe this is not – maybe not on a, on a podcast of Kevin Durant's stature should I say, right. I don't need a coach. We can do this ourselves. We, we really yeah. don't need him to be here. I was talking more disrespect, like to the to in the front of the team and to someone's face. I don't really. I mean, outside, that's just pussy stuff. But <laughs> I, I'm talking more like in a, in a huddle in the locker room because that's where it matters, right? That's where yeah, it's you and him and, and everybody else. But again, I I think there's moments where if you feel strongly about something, that's just what you got to. I look back at moments from my high school and I wish I would because you know we were taught, especially back then, and we we weren't being paid to play the game. We you're, that's your coach. He says, respect your elders. You do it. That's yeah. just how it is. Right. And, I, and I think there were ways to do it that now knowing my coach as a friend after I graduated, he actually, I know he would have respected if I would have said, no, I'm not doing that. Right. You tell him to right. sit his ass down. I'm staying in the fucking game. There's three, whatever right. the case may be. Yeah. He, right. Now that I know he would have respected it. So they're all adults. These guys are getting paid more money than their coach to play the game. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I, but that's I, but the other thing. That's the that's the line. other thing too. It's like it, it, the other thing is everything in context, right? Like you, if you are, you know, if you're at a company and you've been there 20 years and you're decorated and and you have all of these accolades, and then they hire this guy off the street who was just an intern to be your manager, to be your boss, you're gonna have a hard time listening to him, right? So right. the thing about that is. LeBron has rarely ever had a coach that really deserved his respect. If we're, if we're being honest about it, right. Eric Spolster was a rookie coach. David Blatt had, had never even coached in the NBA before. Like he, he had only coached overseas. 
Um, that's why he has this this high uh, 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 admiration and this love fest with all of these goat coaches like um, like uh, Coach K and Coach Pop because he's never had that. He's never had a Phil Jackson, somebody who come in who comes in with rings or or somebody who. Who, who was lauded as this great coach. He's, he's always taking these, even just now, Coach Vogel. Like how much, what has Coach Vogel won in anything? In, in any wait, level was, of was life? Coach, was, wait, was Coach Vogel the Pacers coach for a while? Yeah. yeah. yeah he didn't, and, and LeBron just, d- dismantled those, the Pacers. Pa- those Pacers teams. So he, he really does, doesn't even have the respect of like a, a battle, a a battle yeah, tested but, situation. That's you true. Know but, 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 but Vogel, like for example, I don't, I don't know shit about the fucking Pacers. And I know Vogel's name because I remember thinking he's making some decent chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know what I mean? Like it's always, a, it's, it's they had always talent impressive. though. They, they had, they had talent and, and, and to their, right. to, to their but, credit, they ran up against arguably the greatest player of all time. So I'm, I, I'm not shitting on those teams, but I'm, I'm saying that when you are at that level and your coach, I'm, I mean, can't imagine the, the Michael Jordan went to, went, went to blows over many of things with Phil Jackson. Imagine Tyron Lue being his coach or Frank right. Bowles, somebody who literally, yeah, it's just like, you know? Right, right. Yeah, you know, I think, I think especially it, that's also- after he'd accomplished too. Like, if, right. if he won four rings and Phil Jackson retires, right. And he's got to bring in, you know, you name, you name the young coach. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty. But it's also, I think, slightly more nuanced than that. Because if you think about Michael's blow ups with um, Coach Jackson, Coach Jackson had an interesting way of coaching, like you guys watched the Michael uh, docu-series they did recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Dennis showed up and was like, I need five days off, Coach Jackson would give him the five days off. So yeah. maybe if you start to see Michael and uh, Phil bickering, maybe the talk is, why the fuck are you letting Dennis go be an asshole? Yeah. And so now it looks yeah. like he's fighting with his coach, but really now we're having a philosophical conversation about the way you handle, you're running your bureaucracy poorly. It's right. not necessarily about but, I don't respect go ahead. But but it, it, in all in all honesty to me, it seems like it seemed like the flip side. It seemed like their head to head wasn't philosophical because when when Dennis Rodman wanted to go to Vegas, he Michael was was like, All right, like if you're gonna do oh, is it, that, like, is that, is it yeah. right? But but when they did have a head to head, it was when Phil Jackson said, Michael, you need to pass the ball. Like we can't do oh, this by them now they're at now they're at blows because he's like Phil's trying to take the ball out of my hands. And feels like I'm trying to win. So this is a basketball right. thing that that right. happened with, with right. them too. You know what I mean? Right. So right, right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it's I, tough. I, these are yeah. These are these are difficult. I mean, hearing the backstory, my, I don't think Michael got into if he agreed with Rodman going to Vegas or not. But I, I think he was just like they told he acquiesced to Phil because and, and him, Phil's ways philosophically. Like, Rodman, Rodman needs a break. He's going to Vegas, and Michael was like. Okay. Like, yeah, that's what that, I mean. That was what he said. That's what I mean. But, but that's but that's know, what I mean. Like moment, he went along with Phil's with Phil's no, 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 kind of sure, wacky I'm, decisions. I'm just saying, in the actual moment, I don't know that he was like, oh, okay, because we're seeing him through however many years later go, oh, okay. But the point is, the point is like obviously he clashed with Phil on some philosophical things. Phil was introducing things that had never been introduced to the league before. Yeah, the triangle triangle offense was based on a Native American. <laughs> Like yeah. some league he played in some Native American thing he was coached with, and Tex Witter had this philosophy. It's very strange. Yeah. Can I throw in an interesting thing here about MJ and LeBron? Um, so get this. 35 years old. They both have phenomenal seasons. Everyone's wondering, wondering if they can gonna get it done at this age, um, at this stage in their career. Um, 
you've got both of them get snubbed for most valuable player. Carl Malone wins it in MJ's 35th year on this earth, right? Yeah. And obviously Giannis won it this year. And they go on, they get it done, and they win these historic championships. Pretty crazy, right? 35 years old. That's nuts. 35 years old. Now, of course, this isn't uh, – In the year that Kobe died, that, that makes – the. I mean, that made this uh, uh, even more special to for me as a LeBron fan. Like, you know, that that to me was like added pressure. Like, okay – we got this this whole yeah, thing happening the year Kobe and everybody's like this is for Kobe you're wearing the Mamba jer- they created the Mamba jerseys this year and so now you got you know all the all of this pressure on you uh to come through not only with the stuff that's happening in the bubble and everything like that but just everything off the court emotionally the whole thing with Kobe and Black Lives Matter and all of this stuff that was going on like it was just it was impressive for them to stay locked in because I think some of that talking about, I guess it's the theme of the day mentality. Uh, the mentality took killed a lot of players in the bubble, right? The, I think the, the mentality got a hold of, of Lemon Pepper Lou, and somehow the Space Jam monsters came down and zapped all his powers away. The mentality got a hold of, of that Clippers team that, that went out way too early. Um, I think the mentality got a hold of a lot of people in the bubble. Got a hold of Daniel House. Got a hold of Daniel House, who was helping his team win. You know what I mean? And so I think that there's there's a lot to be said about this bubble championship and all of the other aspects that came along with this being a tough run because it, in this weird year that we are in with, with COVID yeah. and everything and, like and that. And it's, yeah. it's a great story, and, and it's going to be historical, obviously. But what a bummer that they can't win it the year that Kobe passes away with a crowd in front of a crowd. crowd yeah you know i mean yeah. obviously la went crazy in the streets oh like, yeah because that would have been a to, such a moment i mean think about it they have to win it in an empty gym yeah. in orlando yeah you know what i mean just so weird that would have been a that would have been a moment like that would have been oh, such God. a moment can you imagine them winning that in la i man oh, and they were already hanging off of traffic lights and tree branches downtown yeah i um, saw a five guy fall from a light pole i thought he was gonna die yeah Did and he get i would hurt? i I, I probably probably so or i don't know what was <laughs> probably so probably i would have i would have been there to catch him personally <laughs> if, if had i not been on a flight coming here when when it happened because i was i was hurt that i couldn't be in the streets did, did you say you were in austin joe no i was in i was in maryland for a wedding okay that's close to austin yeah close <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and the austin of the east um Dode, ryan are you a um who's your football team are you a cowboys fan titans you're a Titans. tighten up fan. so you got a game tonight when this comes yeah. out we'll see who we'll know who wins that wins that game i'm a houston oilers fan so houston i'm a tennessee Titans fan yeah, I, grew up, yeah. I, grew up I didn't houston. even think about that okay yeah i stuck oh. with the, i stuck with them when they left i just have been you know because you follow your squad not the name of your squad so when they left right. i didn't have a houston team and i wasn't living in houston anymore i was living in the hill country i moved from houston so my yeah. allegiance was to my squad and the squad slowly evolves right so yeah when mcnair and the boys moved to tennessee that was my team i didn't give a shit they were called the tennessee titans i was just following my team you know yeah yeah i'm gonna be honest warren moon is the only oiler i can think of the name of right now absolutely untrue you know who you know who Earl Campbell is. Come on, son. Yeah, I know the name. I know who he is. Earl Campbell. I mean, Earl Campbell is one of the greatest running backs of all time. Warren Moon. You wouldn't. The the Oilers have never won a championship. We came very close with Steve McNair and Eddie George, about a yard away. A yard away. I watched that game. Okay. There you go. There you go. So you know, um, 
that was actually a year before you and I became buddies because I was, I was in college. That, I think that was 2000. I was going to say that had oh, to wow. be right around that time because I was 99 or 2000. That, I watched that game on that TV in the house right there, Great Court, that you lived at with me. Mm. The Rona. The Rona. The, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The so Rona's so leading were, the division right now. You, yeah, we so haven't played all, anybody. Well, well, they haven't. They're barely getting by, right? The yeah. um, well, interesting fact about Warren Moon is they uh, – or he w- is the only – uh, Hall, Hall of Fame inductee into the NFL and the, the uh, Canadian Football League. Oh, interesting. And yeah. also beat his wife's know? ass. Right. So, you know. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we can edit that out. We can edit that out. It's okay. No, let's leave um, it. So, so the, uh, the thing about the Titans this year, um, interestingly enough, is we're 3-0. I actually think we're a very good team. We have a couple of issues um, – we got this fucking beast on the defensive line. This kid Benjamin Simmons, yeah, who is so nasty, dude. He is. He reminds me of Indomitian Sue in his nastiness. Like he, I've seen him do shit where I'm like, that doesn't make sense. That you just tackled a dude through a dude. Yeah. Um, I think that Derek is starting a little bit slow, but I that's fine. Everyone's stacking the box. To yeah. Get I like I like Ryan Tannehill. I like our receivers. We. Ha- Corey Davis has been playing well considering AJ Brown's been sitting down. Yeah. I love our tight end, John U. Smith. I think he's a great player. Um, I think our defense is good. They're playing below their potential, in my opinion. I think that we have a relatively, uh, we don't have a lot of speed. Um, in some of the packages we run, one of our safeties isn't very fast and he can get smoked like on, on some pretty basic, like, uh, post patterns you know i'm like bitch yeah. come on son and so i think that right now vrabel just has to figure out because sometimes by the end of the season a rookie's starting because he's faster and he's more athletic and you have to start giving him responsibility but i think i think the titans end 11 and 5 on the season and have a pretty decent playoff run I, that's my prediction because yeah. i think the boys are good I, I do think the boys are good so you were not devastated then by the fact that dak prescott had a uh um, season-ending injury on Sunday. I was actually bummed out because um, I think Dak is, for all intents and purposes, I think he's a, a competitor, and I think he's, I think, t- I think um, players respect him. I think he's a good guy, and I think sports need those kinds of people. I think those mm-hmm. kinds of people need to stay healthy. I mean, you don't need the Donald Trump of sports all over the place. You know, yeah. you need some, you need some, some good people. So LeBron's a great ambassador for basketball. LeBron's a classy dude, you know what I mean? And so you need those kinds of people. Um, you, We've all seen the clip of Dak throwing his Gatorade cup. He misses it. He gets his ass up. He picks it up and he throws it away. Mm. Like, have you seen that before? No, no I didn't yeah, see it's, it. it's, Yeah, he literally, he's sitting on the bench. He drinks a Gatorade. He throws it at the garbage. It hits the lip, falls off. He sits there for a second, and then he gets up and he picks it up and throws it away. Yeah. And that is – I, like that says a lot. To yeah, me, that's you know? Dak, yeah. Someone's gonna someone's gonna pick that up and throw it away. But he's like, I should do this. You know, yeah. it's yeah. my responsibility, I, and I, I like um, that. I'll be honest. I almost and this was the dad in me because I immediately pictured my son in the situation. But I almost started crying when he was crying, being wheeled off the field. You just yeah. feel for him so much. And yeah. not only that, and we've talked about Dak plenty. Uh, Joe's an, an Eagles fan, Ryan. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we have yeah. a lot of Cowboy talk, and. Um, I'm a McNabb actually, fan. What's that? Oh, yeah. I said I'm, I'm a McNabb fan. Donovan yeah, was yeah. a fucking nasty, nasty man. Yeah. Go on. Um, but we, we talked about Dak a bunch, and, and, and I always thought he was kind of like a, a cusp top 10 guy. 
Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's, actually, that's fair. This season, and, you know, part of it's because I think we don't oftentimes give quarterbacks enough time. A lot of these kids come in at 22 years old, and, and by 27 we've decided that they're no, no good and, and not yeah. able to be a starter. So I think he did need a little more time, but I completely changed my mind. Obviously, obviously he's got weapons around him. It makes it a lot easier. But I really do think he's a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's Pat Mahomes, but I think he's a Super Bowl-capable winning quarterback. And I think if he had any sort of defense this year and he didn't have to be putting up 50 fantasy points every week to help, yeah. to help his team even have a chance, that they, they'd be in great shape. And um, I feel really bad that they didn't pay him. But I really, really – I went from kind of thinking, you know what? They must be seeing something that we don't. Maybe they shouldn't be paying him. He turned down money that would have made him the, the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Now I'm thinking he comes back, you make sure he's good, and you pay the man, if not before. Well, do you think that there – that's the, the other question is, like, you know, people are saying it's possible that Dak played his last game, right, for the Cowboys. No. So do you, oh, do no, you no. think they oh, – do you, that, that, do you think that's his last game for the Cowboys? I don't like, do think you, so because it's not an Achilles. The, the bone break, actually, they say is really not that serious. It's just a bone break. It, it's better than, like, an MCL, ACL, Achilles-type thing. So, no, I think he comes back. I mean, it's a matter of do they want to see him come back and perform? Well, do they do sign they him? Like, do they give him a contract or do you think they, you know, is because well, if he's no matter what, he's, he's going to get paid. If he's franchised again, well, yeah, he'll definitely get paid. If, he fran if he's franchised again, you, you also, there's a possibility of he got hurt on a franchise tag, right? Mm -hmm. So now there's a different reality behind that mentality of like, fuck this, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna hold out i'm not coming in under a franchise tag because i already saw how that right. could happen and if it happens again he's really fucked so do right, they franchise him or, or and and is it possible that that's his last game as a cowboy or do they actually do you see him giving them uh give them giving him a contract and actually like giving him because now the, the 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 price has gone up yeah right. i'll say this if it were me obviously it's not i do not own an nfl football team and i, oh, I didn't realize wait, i didn't realize that you don't I, Although I, I'm I on this podcast. Why I'm yeah. on this podcast. Although I, I do did. own an on the rise fantasy football team, so you can mark that in your notes. But, <laughs> I'm 4-0, um, but I'm not trying to brag. But uh, are you in fantasy? Come on. Why are you not in Scooby. our league, right? Yeah, we got to get you in our league. Next, next, I mean, next, if y'all want to lose, y'all desperate to lose. Next I'll season, you're in our I'm league. I got, by champ, the way, yeah. by the way, true goats, I got you next week. Well, that, that, count that count that as a loss because oh, I'm no, going on four and one. It's a I'm dub. going on it's four and one, so just I mark it. it down now. I, need it. I, I love you, brother, but I need it. I need it. I'm going to deliver that um, L. I'm going to deliver it. I would it. give him the contract. I would. Yeah. But, you know, who knows what they're thinking, but I, I think um, if you get franchised again, if they're like, all right, we're going to keep him, we're going to franchise him again, if I'm Dak, I'm out. I'm, I'm, okay. No, you yeah. Can, yeah, you can't. I'm you out. Can't I'm not. I'm not coming back under a franchise tag, and I just broke my ankle under a franchise tag. You know who would love me to go over there is like someone like the San Francisco 49ers. You know who would love me oh, to come over? You think the Falcons? The Falcons. I mean, name a team. The the um fucking. Man. I mean, God. Uh, take out the six top teams in the league with the six best quarterbacks. Six best quarterbacks. Dude, oh, how about this? How about the this? Jets, the Jets, Miami, the Falcons. The, how about this? The Saints. Drew Brees is about to be done. How the about Saints, the Saints? The Bengals. I mean, uh, uh, I mean we could go well, on. Uh, it's tough. Washington. I'm like team, but I'm saying teams that are set up right now that if you put him in there, they're on. They're rolling. You know what Anybody, I mean? Anybody, he's gonna get paid regardless of where he goes. If he yeah. goes, I mean, he's but gonna saying, he's gonna get big. I'm just big saying, paid. like. If he wants to go, like, I'm going to shove it. If he wants to go win, how, yeah. How about this? How about the Eagles? 
How about yes. the Philadelphia Eagles? They would take him right now over yeah, Carson Wentz. Yeah, because Carson has been doing some weird stuff out there. I'm sorry. I, I'm Carson's a believer in Dak Prescott. Uh, I like, we I don't like know. Dak a lot. I like Dak. Um, yeah. Are you not even on the depth chart? They don't have a – who's the cat on the depth chart? Uh, it's one of the uh, one of the older, like, retreads. Uh, oh, he's, a, he's an old – Yeah, he's like uh, – let me see. I'm uh, curious. Is it Joe Namath or <laughs> – uh well, well there's Jalen Hurts, but then after after Jalen Hurts, is, it's, is uh, J- it's, one is the, it's one of the old retreads. Jalen Hurts. You know what? Let Jalen go throw the ball. I mean, no no one thought I'm that down to put Jalen in. No one thought Lamar was gonna be a stud. Let Jalen try. You Jalen yeah. played really well at Oklahoma. Yeah. He played really well at Oklahoma. At this point, no we have nothing to lose. Really well. He played really well in Alabama. He did, he did, but he didn't play he played he played a different kind of game in Oklahoma than he did at Bama because at Bama he, they just well, it was different when when Tua started to play, um, because when Jalen was in there, they ran a different style of offense. He was running the rock. He wasn't yeah. throwing that often. He was sort of like a he was sort of like a field manager. Whereas yeah. when Tua got in there, they were just slinging. You're yeah. really making me you're making me want a beer. I have IPAs in the fridge. Do Ryan, it. are you on number three already? That's number two. Are you? Okay. Are you I still got I still I still got to work too. I still got a four fifteen client, but I'm not in the green back. right now. Oh, that's um, boss. Yeah, yeah but your male, pro- your male prostitution business is a totally different – it's a side hustle. Yeah. Totally it's a side different. hustle, but it's flourishing. It's flourishing. You don't need to be sober for that, so that makes right. sense. <laughs> when you were yeah, at Texas true. Tech, Ryan, did you yes, – um, was Coach uh, Knight there coaching the team? Um, Coach Bobby Knight was not there. When I was there, uh, we – right when I left Texas Tech, um, Bobby Knight came in shortly um, after, and um, Coach Leach came in and started coaching the football team. So you guys know, obviously, Pat Mahomes is a Red Raider. Go, go yeah. Texas Tech. Um, but we Texas Tech always has amazing offenses. High flying, you know, Michael Crabtree went to Texas Tech. Graham Harrell, who played it uh, for the Green Bay Packers, went to Texas Tech. Tech, Coach Leach was a great mind. Not even a football player. He was an attorney, but just had a great mind. Never played. Um, oh, wow. No, never, never played. played. Yeah, which was kind of – no, attorney. didn't play. Yeah, but 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 just an interesting guy. I love the way that he looked at the game. But but Texas Tech started getting in some new, more interesting coaches when I bounced. And obviously, I love our basketball right now. I think yeah. it's been so nice to watch our to watch our basketball team completely turn around. It's been yeah, that program heavy. is growing. Program is going. And uh, when I w- was actually at Texas Tech, we had a good squad. We had a kid named Jason Sasser. We had a kid named Darvin Ham. Uh, you remember Darvin, Darvin Ham that played for the yeah. Nuggets? You he remember you remember that dude? Yeah. yeah Darvin was a beast. We had and, and my boy Stan, who I was saying was like Jay Will. We had a real I mean, we made it to the sweet sixteen. But these cats that we have now, I mean, we're just Texas Tech's a basketball school now, which is yeah. nice. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's they nice. really are. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 proud of us. It's They're so like good a to have legit good sports. Top ten type program. Yeah. Yeah, because 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 they're well coached. They're very they're very well coached. You know what I mean. We don't get the best athletes. We just well coached. Right, yeah. Right. Um, let's go. Let's st- stick on football and a, a thing that's a little close to home for me. And I was actually on the phone with my ex today, who both of you know. Oh. Uh, What's his name again? What's his name? <laughs> oh, Nicole. Robbie. Oh, Jaron. His name was Jaron. Oh. oh. Jaron. Yeah. I figured no, it was uh, Anthony. So Dan. Yeah, I like Quinn, Anthony. Dan Quinn is out as the head coach for the Falcons. Raheem okay. Morris is being given the the, um, yeah. the head coach job, and which I don't Jeff, know what took them so long. Yeah, well, Jeff Ulbrich, who was went there with Dan um, for that gig, he was I think he I believe he was the linebackers coach, but recently, which I didn't even know, um, was uh, 
was um, given the position as defensive coordinator. Yeah. And so there was actually talk for a minute. He thought he might actually get the head coaching job, but I think he's going to stick on as defensive coordinator for Raheem. Mm -hmm. And I guess unless he turns it around, they're going to be looking for somebody else. But yeah. um, who, who's out there right now that we know about that could be uh, slipping into that position? Is, is a head football coach? Yeah, head coach. It's always hard because I think the best head coaches, um, like if you look at John Gruden for the longest time, John Gruden didn't want to go coach. He enjoyed being an analyst. Yeah. And, and I Speaking think sometimes – John Gruden, look at the job he's doing with the Raiders. I'd like to say right now I made, I made a $50 bet this weekend. I made $760. Did you, did you bet I, on the Raiders? I parlayed the Raiders, the Dolphins. Wow. I took the Raiders plus How 11. How dare I, you bet I, against I, my 49ers? Wow. I took, the, I, I, took the, I took the Raiders. I took the Raiders plus 11. I took Miami money line, mm. and I took Pittsburgh minus seven. 50 bones, 760. Wow. Wow. I should have taken the fucking Raiders money line. That would have paid me. And I only put 50 yeah. bones. I wish I would have put – the thing about betting is when it's all done, you should have done. You know what I mean? I should have yeah, put yeah. 150. Yeah. I should have yeah. taken money line, money line, you know. Right. But, uh, Every time. But, 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 but the Raiders are – I mean, dude, I'm, I really like that, man. I think John Gruden's a good coach. I like the team. I think David Carr. And the Raiders got um, talent, man. They, they got some they talent do. over there. Dude, man, they're fucking tied in. Josh Jackson. That's my guy, Darren J Waller. That's my guy. Waller. I got him in, they're, they're, in every league that I'm Jacobs. in. Jacobs. Jacobs yeah. is the tailback. Yeah. Jacobs is the tailback. Jacobs. Waller, I couldn't get to him. I couldn't get – you know who I got, though, was Mark Andrews, and that kid's a goddamn beast, too. Yeah, that's a, that's a clutch look, pickup. They got a I mean, – is it Ruggs that plays for them, too, that's nice? Uh, the, the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. rookie. Nice. Rookie. And that kid Renfro. Renfro. Hunter Renfro's a G. I, I, did Hunter even get? He was. He's like a small, like Clemson white boy, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, I don't. Think, he's. I don't know if he was drafted or if he was. I don't think drafted. he was. I don't think he was yeah. either. He's just a little scabby. I mean, that's one thing that Texas Tech has a lot of. Obviously, Danny Amendola, Red Raider, Wes Welker, Red Raider. Yeah. We got a lot of like really scatty little white boys, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, scatty little support, white boys. I support all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Someone start but telling I, JT a scatty little white boy. Scatty, scatty, little, white scatty boy. little white boy. That's scatty what I Scatty little white boy. But I don't know what coaches are out there that are unemployed because because you know those retreads aren't always good. There's a it's reason. Not, yeah, it's. I don't think the retread route is is great, and I also don't think the the rookie hot college guy is great either. Like I think you know there's some guys that have been sitting in the wing that haven't gotten chances um that deserve uh you know that deserve shots um i feel like most likely it'll be a, it'll probably be a big name retread or something like that because they haven't made great decisions there well uh, well you're right like look at lafleur at green bay he was he was our offensive coordinator at the yeah. titans he was doing a hell of a job we had his ass like at the helm for one season and green bay was like gotta get him yeah you know what i mean so i feel like that's a very good call maybe there is an offensive quarter i don't know yeah. who's the coordinator for uh for kansas city because that that pool is going to start getting looks you oh, know yeah, what i mean great. or does andy reed call the plays they, andy they, reed calls they've the got plays, a good but... they've got a good court no i think the yeah, they coordinator, have a coordinator handles a lot he's nice yeah. But he's he's Andy's um, typically calling the play. There's already talk that he's gonna. You know what? That's probably the, the the play. That's probably it. I'll bet you. I'll bet you right now that guy gets the gig. Yeah, I mean, you, because unless Raheem Morris completely turns this thing around this season, I'll bet you they go after that guy and get him. Because Atlanta, that's a nice that's a nice little job. 
They've got some. They've got yeah. They got talent. talent. It's no reason for them to be l- losing like this. Who's yeah. the best defensive team in the league? Is it Buffalo? Uh, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. My Indianapolis Colts fantasy right now is the Colts. I think. Yeah, I think. for me. Numbers wise, I think it's the Colts. Culture, culture are are really surprised, and I'm actually happy. You know, obviously I'm an AFC South guy, but I like when my division is good. Like I like that Gardner Minshew is playing good football. I yeah. like. You want you don't want to be the the best squad in the shittiest division. Like that's a bad yeah. feeling. You want to be the best in a good. So I, I'm actually quite happy that Indian Indianapolis is playing well. Um, yeah, I and I just Rivers love. Too. I do too, and I like I like good defense. Like that's why I brought up when Vrabel came in to coach the Titans. I was hyped just because I think I'm a firm believer that defense wins championships. I think yeah. back when Ray Lewis was at Baltimore and they were just wrecking fools, I think if you have a nasty defense, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, fellas. Trent yeah. Dilfer's broke ass, won a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know why? 1974, man. What a year. Trent, Trent Dilfer won in like 2003 I or know. four. I know. He's I such know. a whack-ass quarterback yeah. that his defense was so aggro. Well, that wasn't against Philly, was it? Uh, no. But that that Ravens defense uh, carried uh, uh, you know quarterbacks you know all of those yeah, great Joe Flacco too yeah I mean I mean our offense was good last year but our defense brought the Niners to that Super Bowl I mean they they were yeah. they were stout yeah and, well especially towards dude, the end of the year in the playoffs like that yeah. was that was the all only defense. reason I'm a believer and I'm not a fan of course but I'm a believer in the Seahawks now because I wasn't taking them seriously is because this last game their defense is showing up now yeah and we mm. already know dude. That offense, Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind, and DK Metcalf is the LeBron James of wide receivers. Yeah, he's you ridiculous. Know what's funny? And he's you huge. want to know what's funny? Do you guys remember the? Do you guys remember the scouting report on on, on DK after the um the combine? What they were saying about him? They thought his. I, I know he was, was supposed to be. A, I know he was supposed to be a tight end originally. They, it looks like a tight were, end. They thought he was a the tight whole, end. The whole knock was great body, not a wide receiver. Great yeah, body, yeah. like Evander Holyfield. They like, great he wasn't body, a wide receiver. Not a, not a wide receiver like like he he looks good but he don't drive but yeah. look at that fool I'm, I'm i'm i love that kind of stuff he is yeah. a he is a beast but i like i like sexy defenses man i like when cam chancellor was back there wrecking fools i like when ray oh, lewis yeah. was there i like when terrell suggs was killing fools i just think good defenses like when Vrabel came in and i knew that our defense was going to be hemmed up i was like the Titans are going to be good. And look at us. We're, we're two quarters away from going to the Super Bowl last yeah. year. Yeah. You know, we're playing against a good Kansas City team. We're winning at halftime. Patrick Mahomes is just – he's another level. He's a video game. You know? Yeah, so, it's just not going to be fair. They got to shore up They got to shore up their defense right now. They do. Because, they need that. They're put, and, and not to – actually, to be honest, their offense too, but their defense really needs to get fixed right now because it's putting pressure on the offense. Yeah, because you're just not – you're not going to be able to – you're not going to be in a, in a 50-point shootout with everybody. You know what I mean? And so the, can, your defense needs to show up. I can tell you guys this from, a, from a, a defensive player's point of view. When you have an offense that hangs up that many points – it's it can be enticing as a defensive player to click off a little bit because you think your boys are going to carry it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if there's a fist fight in the parking lot and Joe is known for knocking everyone out, you might show up and not start throwing punches quickly yeah. enough because you're like so, Joe's got it. And then eventually the fight's over and you're like shit, we got to ass whip. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Joe so, Joe's going, why didn't you help? <laughs> you're yeah. Like, I thought you had it sounds it, like you know? sounds like our old bass player Todd whenever he'd get into a little <laughs> trouble at the bar. Oh, but did he like to get into scraps? Oh, his thing was, and his, and, and it's funny because I'm not the biggest dude either. He was just, I was just bigger and stronger than him. But he would get into trouble talking shit because he's sometimes an idiot or all the time. And, and his thing was, 
JT. <laughs> that, that was his move. Yeah, he yeah, was almost yeah, about that, to every time. He was like, yeah, he the the boys that they did y'all ever see the Key and Peele shit where the girlfriend was always talking shit and and, and putting oh, it on. Did y'all yes. see that? Oh my god, yes, <laughs> like one of that. the best skits. Yeah, you're like stop that shit because I gotta yeah. step up. Put this yeah, in perspective, go. Ryan. Todd was six. What six three, Joe? Yeah, that's not true. And he was a bitch. Six three. No, 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 get this. And this is not an exaggeration. He weighed hundred and twenty pounds, soaking wet. Yes. He was the skinniest like human yeah, he's, being. He's probably six. Yes, probably. I've ever seen in my three. life. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. He, well, he he was he was six. What now? Probably six three. Six three. One hundred and twenty pound. One hundred and twenty pounds, soaking wet. There's yeah. no way that fool was one hundred and twenty pounds. There's I swear to God, I swear on my life. Oh, well, I mean, he may have been 130, no but. No way, that's like DJ Cam. That is a no-no, bro. You got to get some ink. He's like my arm. Listen, Ryan, greatest player of all time, go. Uh, in, 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 in the what? NFL or, or in the NBA? You know, what I, you know what I'm talking about. Just go. We're, we're talking. We're... Ryan, are hey, uh, you there? Yeah, what's up? Oh, I thought I lost you, fools, for a minute. Greatest player of all time in the National Basketball League. Oh, I'm going to say Kobe It's actually Bryant. the National Basketball Association, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> the NBL, it's a different the thing. The NBL, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Kobe. Oh, okay. Kobe Bryant is the greatest player of that's all time. That's a first. I haven't heard that in, 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 in I'm going in Kobe. While. I'm going to go with Kobe over MJ, and I'll tell you why. Because I think Kobe had Whoa, ever well, – Are you putting guys, LeBron in, third? I'm putting LeBron second. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm putting MJ third. Yeah, he's got he's oh, got MJ third. How, how about that? How about that? How about Kobe that over MJ. I'll tell you why. I mean, explain look, yourself. I feel like Kobe had what um, MJ has, and LeBron to a degree. But that if Kobe had the rock in his hand with four seconds left, and they were down two, there was a time where they were not losing the game. They were not losing the game. And I can tell you this as a Rockets fan because, uh, you know what I mean, I've had my heart broken a lot of times. But, like, there was a time, like with MJ, where if Kobe had the rock and he could get a look at the at the rim, he was knocking that you're bitch down. That like, and I you're, saying, think, you're saying, like, in his peak, there was just a time where he was just the best that had ever won. He, he you, was know like, what? you know what? You know what? That season that he scored 81 and those three seasons around there, I actually was like, wow we might be seeing a new greatest of all time just because he was so good in that, in that moment, that window of time that you were like, how could anybody be better than this guy is playing right now? Yeah. I think, so if, I think if and, Kobe and look, had, had LeBron's IQ, he would be the greatest. I think the thing that, 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 that keeps me off of putting Kobe up there is, is sometimes he was, he was a killer to a fault where he would shoot his team. Yeah, he but, shot his teams out of just as many games as he shot them in. But that's a thing, yes, though. that's true. Yes, that is true. But if we want to knock him for that, do you want to start talking about fucking LeBron at the free throw line? Because you don't want to have that conversation. Because I've seen that motherfucker build some houses LeBron, at the free throw line. LeBron just <laughs> now in this houses. game six and I mean, game five and houses. six was was seventy percent from the free from the free throw line. Oh, the you're, you're fucking audience. free throws. That is a shame. There were times. About LeBron being the best ever, and I, I literally was like, you can't hit the rim from the free throw line. The I don't, I don't worry about free throw shooter. I don't worry. I don't worry about. I got a three point shot about four years ago. 
I mean, look, I like LeBron. LeBron just showed up. LeBron just showed up at the three at the at the free throw line real big in 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 these past two games. I don't worry about him at the free throw line, but what I'm saying as far as Kobe goes, his decision making has has hurt him. In the, and I think and, that's why a lot of people don't put him up there. Because he has all the talent to be that's up there. The, that's the argument, though. That's the argument. And, it, it, and MJ, Kobe, LeBron is – and that's why I separate IQ and mentality. Because you want to hear IQ, listen to Kobe talk about the game. I mean, it's like he, he's beyond – I mean, to, in my opinion, he's got just as high of an IQ as LeBron. But LeBron's – that's mentality, first of all. LeBron has a different style of play. Totally different style of play. Yeah, he's more, he's more of a magic. How many rings? How many rings did Kobe have? Five. How many did Michael have? Six. Six. How many did LeBron have? Four. Four now. Four, <laughs> right. More, so more, more, more it's hard because. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm maybe. Just saying he's, um, I'm saying he's I still playing. Like. Yeah, he's still going. Look, I, it's very this this conversation boils down to like, it's it's immeasurable, it's unquantifiable. What what passion is what drives this conversation? Because if you math. can look at stats and be like, <laughs> you can do it, right? You you can look at field goal percentage, you can look at minutes played, you can look at points, you can look at all these different sort of uh, variables. But it's 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 like air; you can't really. You can't measure it. It's not like you're pouring water into a beaker and you're like, "This is a cup." It's like, yeah, we all have different opinions because yeah, we are, and we and we, and we you know, know I mean? and we know, and we know you got to get out of here. We know that as long as LeBron is leaving, the measurable is gonna move. It's gonna be fluid because if somebody is moving the goalposts for LeBron. Every every time he does something, somebody creates a new a new goalpost, a new metric by which to measure greatness by. Right. So it's going to be fluid right. and it's going to be that, and it's going to be that moving is true, for, for the but, rest but of I, his life. But I but I will also say that there've been a lot of measurements that no one even talked about that since the argument with LeBron and MJ has started, all of a sudden are really big measurements. I'm like, no one's ever talked about that when they I, talk about the greatest of all time like there's, but but everyone wants that There's edge. new like, shit popping oh, up every well, day. Well, who scored the most points in the eighth minute of the fourth quarter when they were down by six? Right, 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 right. Brian, thanks so much. I don't know who. No, before I bounce, I don't know who in our. I mean, look, everyone thought Zion was going to be LeBron 2.0.1. He's got to learn to shoot first. So who knows? How dare you? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's Giannis. Um, no. I don't know who comes around. Look, obviously, you've got guys like Steph. You've got guys like KD. I mean, I think Pound. I'm looking pound, at the Jason Tatum's. The I'm looking at the, the. I'm looking at the next year. I'm looking at the Jason Tatum's and the and, and those guys because these other guys who were supposed to take the crown, it ain't happening for Jason them. Tatum's and I nice. think Jason Tatum is just young he's and nice. he's coming and and his game is going to mature. He's going to surpass Giannis and, and Kyrie and all these other guys. You know what I love about Tatum? is he's got dogs around him. He's got a really good young coach that they're growing together. Yeah. I, ho- I hope, 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 hope they keep Hayward. And I hope, hope, hope that unless he goes to the Warriors, I hope they keep Marcus Smart. But there has been some talks about that. 
But yeah. um, I like Marcus. He's he's a good defender. You need guys like uh, that. My man. fear is that my fear is that Tatum. My fear is that Tatum, like James, doesn't have the werewolf inside of his heart. You know what I mean? That like, like you know, you see Jason on the sidelines. Yeah, like he, there he's a little bit. Um, you know that player that's not having a that. very good game, and he he wills himself into the game. I, I haven't yet seen – I got boys that are huge He's Celtic young. fans. I haven't right. seen that's him yet. It, that, yeah, I want to yeah. see if he can – He'll get uh, – yeah, I, he's got to grow. Because he's, yeah. he's got all the skills. I just want to see that – because that's the thing. That's the difference between superstars and just really good players. I mean, this is NBA. Right. Right. Everyone is, is excellent. The, to be – like, I remember when Donovan Mitchell splashed onto the scene, and I was like, this motherfucker is not scared. Look at Tyler Hero. This bitch, Tyler needs to learn how to defend, but yeah, that's but a, these that's kids a, are the moment. The moment is not too big. They're yeah. like they want the ball. They're not. They they play slow when everyone else is going too fast, and uh, so I just want to see. Look, dude, I love hoops. I just am ready. I'm I'm ready for for the new batch to show up. So maybe you maybe see, maybe Tatum. See, I think I think, I think it's going to be out of that new batch. You want to see Tatum be Jimmy Butler up here, and this is the thing, Miami. If they get one more thing because the, the east is going to be different next year if they get one more little piece miami might be around for a long time well Jalen rose is talking miami. about miami getting Giannis. uh so we'll, we'll see if that happens ryan warriors thanks. Warriors, warriors ryan thanks so much for for for, for coming on man uh we got to get you, you back as soon as we can uh thank you so much i loved it fellas thanks for having me thanks right. bud peace thank guys you, man. peace, peace. Fellas. Uh, I am at Joe Connor 33 everywhere on everything. Be sure to like and subscribe and follow Backstage Sports on everything. And make sure you turn on your notifications on YouTube so you know when we are dropping another video. I am at JT Harker on all of the social medias and uh, at JT Harker Sports covering our fantasy league and yes. um, also sports in general. All the stuff Joe doesn't let me talk about on this show. And, We're talking um, about that. Everything, including including your new OnlyFans page and, and all of that. So, <laughs> oh God, we're no holds bars here. I gotta tell you some funny things about that actually. Oh but, yeah. Um, maybe I have a subscription. Not really. We're gonna but, talk about. Um, we need we need an extensive OnlyFans talk next next, next episode. It, it's coming because also for there's everyone, some things happening. <laughs> for every, we should just have an OnlyFans podcast. Yeah. But for for everyone uh, listening, um. First of all, thank you to Ryan uh, for coming on the show. He's one of my good friends that I wish I was able to see more. But he is also, and I used to be a personal trainer. He's the best trainer I know, a master's degree in uh, kinesiology. And his uh, handle is at Farhoodie Fitness. It's F-A-R-H-O-U-D-I, Farhoodie Fitness. Yeah. If you need a personal trainer, you're not going to find a better one. And uh, that's it, man. Let's yes. get out of here. Yes, this has been another episode of the Backstage Sports Podcast. Until next time, be safe and be great. Peace.